Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So today, I actually just wrote a, a newsletter about this, and I kind of said what I wanted to say in the newsletter. So I'm going to kind of be going off that a little bit. I know some of you don't uh, aren't on my mailing list, don't read my newsletter. Um, and I just kind of want to talk about it a little bit, bit more. So it's actually... All this came from this book I started reading. Uh, I actually just got it late last night. And some of this stuff had been rolling around in my head, but just reading this book kind of, I don't know, it made it all come to the forefront and kind of stick out for me. So it kind of started before that. I was watching this interview the other day. It was the Rubin Report. Dave Rubin was interviewing Owen Benjamin, who's I think kind of a semi-famous comedian. I feel like I've heard of him before. He's been in some big stuff, but then again, I'm like, I can't quite nail it down. So he's not like the Adam Sandlers or the Chris Rock, who obviously you know, but I think he's a semi-famous comedian. And anyway, Owen Benjamin mentioned this book called The Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, who is also, if you don't know, the one who wrote The Chronicles of Narnia. So it's this kind of satire, religious comedy satire thing. And anyway, he was describing it in the show, and it sounded interesting, so I went ahead and bought it, and it showed up last night, and I started reading a little bit of it. But what it basically is, is it's this collection of letters between these two demons that are talking about how to collect souls, kind of sharing ideas or tips, and, it, and that's not, it's a kind of what it is. The, the, the interesting thing about it is you really only get one side, and that's, so they're, there obviously is communication going back and forth because the one demon that you're whose letters you're reading uh, is referencing things that the other one had sent him via letter. But you don't get to read those other letters. You only get to read the one side uh, of the letters, and that's the ones from the demon demon named Screw Tape. So that's obviously the name of the book. But. Uh, it's not really the the content of the book. I mean, it's a good book. It's not really the content that's kind of got me. It's more the format because Screwtape ends every letter with your affectionate uncle, Screwtape. And so what you quickly gather is that this isn't just two kind of random demons talking to each other, sharing tips. What it actually is is kind of an older, wiser family member trying to impart his wisdom onto a younger one. Now, again, we're talking about two demons here, and, but when you read it, it really is in that kind of familiar, familial sense of trying to impart wisdom and teach this this younger demon. And it's this kind of format that's really kind of gotten to my head because I, feel, I think a lot of people maybe feel this way, but I've always felt like I have, I've ha I have at least one good book in me, but I could never really nail down exactly what it would be, what I would write or how I would write it, how I would format it. I've made several attempts, but it just never, nothing other felt quite right to me. But when I started reading this, it became really obvious to me that a letter to my sons, I don't know if that's what I would call it, but that type of book in a similar format, uh, except of course mine would be nonfiction, that it just seemed like that would be a good fit for me. So I literally was up all night last night thinking about it, and of course the thing that immediately started kind of spinning in my head was, well, what would I write if I were to try and 
just take everything that I've learned and, and, and encapsulate that in uh, a book or a series of letters that what I would write to my sons. What would I actually say? And the very first thing that came to my mind that I was kind of up all night thinking about, couldn't stop thinking about, was legacy. So, again, I've thought I've been up all night thinking about this. So I've thought a lot about it. But the best way I can explain it is to use my parents as an example. And now I I do kind of hesitate to actually say this in the off chance that they might hear this and it rubs salt in their wounds. But it's also kind of the point because if I had to guess when my parents got married and had kids and they sat down to think about what kind of life that they wanted to have, what kind of life they wanted to give their kids, what kind of legacy they wanted to leave behind. The way things actually turned out probably would have been their nightmare scenario, probably worse than their worst nightmare scenario. Uh, you know, if you don't know the story, my my parents had a pretty rough go of it. My dad was kind of our main breadwinner of the family, and then he was in a car accident and became what they called a high-functioning quadriplegic. He was basically paralyzed, a little paralyzed everywhere. And after that, he was, you know, never really the same. And he went from, you know, us being kind of a normal middle-class family, him being the main breadwinner, to he couldn't do that anymore. And my mom suddenly went from being a housewife to now she had to be the main breadwinner. And it was it was rough, right? And some bad stuff happened. But still, despite, you know, that them having kind of being dealt a bad hand, the reality is that they left nothing to their kids. I mean, that's just that's just the fact. In fact, there was less than nothing. And, you know, as as a parent now, I know that's a hard pill to swallow. I've actually talked to my mom about it. And she thinks a lot about it because she's getting a little bit older and it's something that, you know, she just really regrets, even though I don't know what they could have done a a whole ton different given the situation. But it's something that I think about a lot. You know, what kind of legacy am I going to leave behind? How will I be remembered? Will I be remembered? Will my grandkids, my great grandkids, my great, great, great grandkids even know who I am. I mean, I, th- I think about my grandpa on my dad's side. I never, I never knew him. He, he died before I was born. So I never once heard him speak. I don't know how he thought. I don't know what type of man he was. I don't, I really, I don't know a thing about him out, about him outside of a few pictures. So to me, he really is just kind of a ghost. I don't know anything about him. And when I think about it, like, I don't want to be a ghost. I don't want that to be me. Now, I know that some of you listening to this aren't at that age yet where you've kind of really begun to think about these things. But what I'm saying to you is I'm not saying that you need to suddenly you know, completely change your life and everything that, that you're doing. Uh, what I'm saying is that one day, this will be something you think about. And when you do you'll wish that you had started thinking about it sooner than you did. That you'd done a little bit more to build your legacy sooner. Now, that's not to make you try and feel regret or scare you into this or anything like that, but it's just to encourage you to maybe think about this a a little bit now. To maybe worry a little bit less about the immediacy of right now and think a little bit more about the future and in particular 
your legacy, what you're going to leave behind, how people will remember uh, remember you. I mean, yeah, you got to educate yourself. You got to work. You got to pay bills and take care of all of those things that require your immediate attention. But you don't want to sacrifice your legacy for those things. You don't want to give up on the big things that you want to do in life for those immediate things. You don't want to stifle who you really want to be. You don't want to sacrifice your dreams for someone else's, right? Because you will regret it. So instead, start thinking at least a little bit now about how you want to be remembered. What story do you want your kids to tell their kids and their kids to tell their kids and on and on? Because someday, that's all that's going to matter to you. And you'll wish that you had started now. Now, speaking of, and I alluded to this uh, a little bit a couple podcasts ago, but you know, I'm writing this as much to myself as I am to you, or I'm, I'm saying this as much to myself as I am to you, because for a while now, I feel like, and, and again, I talked about this, but in case you missed that one, I feel like I've been not necessarily lying to you, but more pretending, because I've always wanted both my newsletter, my podcast, really the information I, I put out, I wanted to have an element of something more, something deeper, something truly valuable that's dove into this hard stuff that nobody wants to talk about, like legacy. But I've always kind of felt a little hemmed in with you know, being concerned about keeping on topic and maybe it going too long or it not being directly related to code or or too theoretical or ethereal or or trying to make it always about what it is that you want to learn at this particular time or whatever as opposed to what I having been done having done this for a while know is probably the more important things long term and so you know for all those reasons I've avoided going kind of all in on what I really wanted to do I've done episodes in the past where I've talked about certain things but I've never really made the commitment to be like, this is what I'm going to talk about and to really focus in on what I think is the really important stuff. And the truth of the matter is, I just don't think the code is all that important. I was just literally talking with my older brother about this. He, uh, you know, he's a, he's in, he's in the kind of the tech world. He's now the director of kind of everything at an ISP and you know, he has a lot of people that work work under him in, that are you know, IT people. And, you know, unprompted by me, he quite literally was saying this on his own, that, you know, people who know the technical stuff, that's fine and, you know, that's all good. But that it's just there's people that have the mindset, the work ethic, the the wherewithal. They just there are people who have the intangibles and he finds that so much more valuable because when people have the intangibles, then you can teach them the code. They got to know the code, but someone who doesn't have those intangibles, it's really difficult to teach them that sort of thing because you know, they're often really stubborn or they just don't care. They're not passionate. They're not responsible. All of those sorts of things. And so... Again, I think you have to learn the code, but it's not near as important to me as some of the other stuff that's out there. So, you know, you got to learn it, but that's not the stuff that's going to make you successful. 
Now, knowing how to write a while loop isn't what's going to make you successful. It's the creativity to use that to build an application that solves a problem in a way that nobody else thought of and having the persistence to actually follow through on building it and you know the ability to communicate to others why this particular application is a better solution than maybe something else that's already out there all those sorts of things are ultimately what is going to make you successful the code is there you need to know it but it takes so much more than just the code and that's the kind of stuff that I want to talk about. So, again, as I mentioned a couple pop podcasts back, you know, I'm not going to, I'm done doing that, right? I'm done writing and speaking and, and doing what I do to just to please others, to, to, to tell you what I think you want to hear in a sense, because I'm getting to that point where more and more every day that passes, my legacy in my mind is so much more important than you know how many subscribers or clicks or plays or downloads or whatever whatever hell, the hell else I tend to worry about my legacy is much more important than that stuff and I'm just going to focus on telling the truth and telling the truth about the things that I think are important that that are ultimately really deep down going to help you more than being able to write, write that while looper, you know, understand how to make an array, all that sort of stuff. So, again, that that's that's kind of what uh, I'm going to be going all in on here. Now, I know for most of you, that'll kind of be the end of this little podcast thing that we've been doing, because you're either in a different place, or you think it's lame, or whatever else you might say, and that's fine. But if you've listened this long. <laughs> It might just be because you you sense it that that this is what you're really after some something with deeper meaning to it, and so if that's you, then you in particular might consider sticking around because that's what we're going to be getting into. So anyway, that's what I got for you today. Do do with that what you will. My goal is to you know help you on this journey in the best ways I know how, and absolutely. Some of that, a lot of that is still going to be code because you got to learn the code. But it's also the stuff beyond that self confidence, meaning, passion, passion, commitment, reliability, all of those things are the things that I want to get to into as well and not be afraid to talk about those things. In any case, you know, as you've if you've listened for any amount of time, you know this, but I've got a whole bunch of things to kind of help you down this path. I've got a uh, PHP course at johnmorrisonline.com slash PHP and Upwork one at johnmorrisonline.com slash SK Upwork 101 uh, a responsive web design course at johnmorrisonline.com slash responsive and then of course I have my full community that has my full library of source code pretty much everything training and all of that at codenation.co so it's all stuff you got to learn so that you can move on to those bigger things and actually start building your legacy, but ultimately what the long-term focus is, is those deeper, more important things that really matter. So, you know, pick one of those things that I mentioned that you need to, to work on most right now. And, and the biggest thing is just get rolling with it, get going with it because nothing happens un until you take action. So anyway, that's what I got for you today. If you liked the episode, be sure to like it, subscribe if you haven't, and we'll talk to you next time.